This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has surely scored another playoff winner. Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Um, I'm Ben Platt and we are now on episode seven. Moving into October, um, we've got lots to go through today. Um, we are joined by, we've got Alex back on. Alex, how Hi. are you? Good, nice to be back. A few weeks off. You've been doing much, mate? I had a little trip to, uh, to Devon with the family and uh, obviously been keeping up with, uh, with all the football and stuff, but I'm just glad the international break's over, to be fair, so we can get back on with the league. But uh, yeah, nice, nice to be back on with you boys. We've got Ollie, third appearance, mate. You get a hat trick ball. We'll send oh, it in the no. post. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, right? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Have you um, have you got over your suspension? <laughs> don't even go there. Oh, mate. <laughs> nice. Sore subject. Honestly, I don't know why they feel the need. It was EFL in the end that, that did it. So, was it because you was it a Dykes video you said? Yeah, it? yeah. Dykes headed assist you'd think they'd give you some sort of warning before suspending your account because you had quite a few followers as well then yeah 25 30 or 4k so that was helpful (laughs) (laughs) and we've got the usual one doug you all right mate i'm good mate you all right yes all good thank you all good okay so it feels like it feels like a while ago but we obviously haven't spoke about the preston game but we're going to have to rack our brains because it's been a couple of weeks now, but good win. What does everyone, what's anyone's views? Alex, did you manage to, did you manage to watch you the game? Honestly, this was the first game of the season that I haven't seen, um, either been at the ground or, or watched it on telly, but um, I was, I was on holiday with family, but I was uh, eagerly by uh, the old red button on BBC and watching the, uh, watching the scores come in. And I, I have to say, I was buzzing when, uh, when I saw what the result was or when the goals were coming in. And then certainly when I got the, uh, the highlights up and yeah, that Dykes header for me is literally insane. It's, um, it's one of the best assists I think I've ever seen ever. It, it, you know, it was good that the ref let it go as well. Cause on another day, the ref blows up. It wasn't, it wasn't a foul no. by any means, but you know, when everyone's putting their hands up and it's sort of, you know, handbags, it's quite lucky that he sort of let that one go. I was showing it to the people that I was with, and obviously it was the header that I was excited about, but then you don't realise that it's him that then gets back up to then play the ball against the chair. So uh, to have that uh, that presence and, um, and yeah, awareness to get up and want to be back in the play, he's, um, yeah, he's been impressive and he's, he's been really good. It, it kind of epitomises our season, that game, really, doesn't it? Like, we just can see goals, like, we go behind, we just, you know, it's just mistakes, but we just end up out of nowhere grinding out a result and, and, and getting ourselves over the line. I don't know what you boys think. 
Yeah, again, I said it on the upon other pod recently, didn't I? It's like when we seem to consider when we seem to score early, it almost writes the writes a story for the rest of the game. Like you know that if we score early on, then we're going to concede, and then probably concede another. It was just it's it's just a classic QPR win this season. Like the thing is, we dominated them in terms of statistics, but over when it comes to the defensive, we just keep getting caught out with this pass and play, and uh, I think that's again the problem. It's it's the there's a way we were doing it, but I thought we were better than we than we were in terms of the scoreline. I think we were better than we looked, essentially. <clears throat> no, it, it, we just concede way too many goals, and that's that's the big problem. It's really difficult. It's a problem, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, because we scored the first goal, we were dominating, and then it was almost just a ball over the top again, catches Jimmy Dan out. And he's straight through and slots it past any. Like it's, I, I don't. It's not schoolboy defending. It just seems that teams see we've got no real pace in our back three, and they just knock a ball over the top, and we get caught out every single time. Like I think about going back to the Reading game, first goal we conceded there again was just a pretty straight ball over the top. I just don't know how we can, what we can do to like justify, like, get away or get around it. Do we encourage the defenders then to drop back five yards? But then that creates more space in the middle of the park. It's so difficult, isn't it? Trying to get tactics to work for the players we have. Did, I, did, did anyone else notice, you know, the, the first goal? Jimmy Dunn sort of didn't try and clear it. I don't, I don't know if anyone else noticed it, but I thought that he could have at least attempted. It seemed to trickle in and he kind of gave up, like... Mm-hmm. It was a bit weird. I just thought, why didn't he try and at least stop it from going in, even if he couldn't? He just sort of stopped. I don't know. I don't know if anyone yeah, else no. that. I know what you mean, yeah. It could, if, I think it would look better if he'd at least gone and tried to do it. I think it looked bad that he kind of just stopped and said, oh, that's in. I think if he had tried yeah. to at least run for it, it might have looked a little bit better. <clears throat> so touching on Dykes then, I mean, what, he's, he's a man in form, isn't he, at the moment? Very much so. And he came back and he wasn't injured this time from international break, which I think was, uh, don't get me wrong, the goals for Scotland, great, score your goals, get your confidence up, but come back nice and healthy. So uh, I think it's a win-win for us, to be fair, because he's in form. Well, we hope he's back without injury, but yeah, it looks like he's going to be okay. But it's it's always, you know, if he's not playing... For Scotland, he's gonna, he would have been playing for us anyway, wouldn't he, from Saturday and Tuesday? So, and he's, you always want a striker in form, don't you? Always. I feel with Mads because I remember coming on before the Preston game and I said to him, I was like, well, not to him. Obviously, I wouldn't say to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I remember saying that I, I, I feel like he's got everything, but he just doesn't get stuck in enough. And then he goes and pulls off an assist like that. I'm like, eat my words. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I feel at first this whole international, but I mean, I hate it. It does me nothing that we have to have all these breaks. But I feel like him, him playing for Scotland has given him that bit more like, because, you know, Scotland aren't, no disrespect for the Scottish team. They're not a great team, are they? And they know they have to dig deep. And Dykes probably has learned massively from playing for Scotland that he has to get himself stuck in more. Like a goal he scored last week was quality. Um, so I think he's starting to get stuck in now and really uses uses strengths because I feel like a lot of the time for a big lad like he is, he hasn't used it to his advantages. But now I feel like he's picked it up quite a bit, which is nice to see. And I think that's down to playing for Scotland as well. He's just been in the box and knowing where to be in the box. I don't know if he's learned it, obviously, from Austin, but I always thought that that was what, what oh. ended down work, working hard and, winning, you know, being... He does that all right. It's just when it... He's just being in the right place in the box. But those two goals for... Well, three goals in the last sort of week, couple of weeks. You know, the one for QPR at Preston and the two for Scotland have just been poachers' goals, kind of, haven't they? Just being there, just get a little touch on it. Just you know, do you know what I mean? So I think that's what he needs to do more, and he has. I think he's definitely learned from Charlie because if you look at the goals he scored before Austin came in, like they weren't the kind of poacher goals that he's getting now. You can see from his movement, it's got it's got a lot better. He's putting himself in those positions where he's expecting now a ball to get to him. Whereas before you kind of thought he's in the box, but he's made completely and utterly the wrong run. Whereas now he seems to be making the right runs and he's getting his, he's getting his reward. He's getting that little bit of luck of like the, the second goal, for the, um, the one against the Faroe Islands, 
I mean, he's claiming it, but it wasn't really his goal, was it? We'll give him, we'll give him it. But he was in the right area. And that's what I think he's learning from Charlie. Because Charlie has that in his game massively. I think it was Charlie, wasn't he, on with us last season? And he basically said that was the simple advice that I gave. Like, it was, I think he was like literally running for everything before he spoke to him. And like I said, look, uh, Austin said, look, just stay between the uh, just stay between the goalpost and, and poach him in. And he's doing it. And he's doing it very, very well. And I think the thing that I really like is you look at that Scotland team and you look who he plays sometimes up with and it's like Che Adams. And I think Che Adams in the Premier League, I mean, he was like a 15, 20 million pound player that, that Southampton took. So you got to think if, if Dykes is outscoring him, that we could, yeah, obviously, hopefully we'll keep him and we'll go to the Premier League and all that good stuff. But, but I'd like to think we've taken a player there for about two, two and a half million pounds from Scotland and, and we've been able to really increase his value in a short, short space of time. What is he worth yeah. though? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. And, and, and it'd be worth, well, it would certainly be worth more, wouldn't it? Which is what it's all about. You think any any striker that's scoring well, international for, for goals, isn't it? It's, it's, it's buying these players and... Well, so any striker who's scoring international goals, his stock's going to go up, isn't it? It's always going to, like, it's always good like, scoring in the championship. He's making that step up to, I know it's not necessarily big European teams, but he is scoring in a European league. And like, so... Like he's, it's going to add millions to him. I reckon easily. He's, if we if we were to accept a bit of like anything less than twelve million now, would be silly. I think he's easily worth twelve million in today's market. It reminds me. Really, of- you think you think twelve million? I think in today's market, yeah. he's an international. He's an international number nine. He's still mid mid twenties. Like I know he's a bit raw, but I think we've got to, we've got to start putting this kind of price tag on our players. Like we've under we've undersold for years, and I think we've now got to start being firm and saying, "Well, he's playing. He's Scotland's number nine as well. We we want twelve million. If you want him, that's what you've got to pay." Kind of reminds me of the situation the Euros the years ago with Robson Carner. Nobody had even wanted him for years, and he goes to the world the Euros and scores a couple of decent goals, and all of a sudden he's getting Premier League moves. Yeah, you know it, it's it's a platform like international football, whether you're playing with Scotland or Argentina is a platform to show what you can do. And he's doing that on a platform that everyone's seeing. And that's that's the main thing because at QPR, you know, you're not going to have, you know, Chelsea fans, Arsenal fans all seeing about Lindyce at QPR. But when he's at Scotland, everyone's seeing him. And that's, and that's mm. boosted value up massively. But yeah, I think he it, it's rather than for us to have a value for him, I think we, we make that value. He's what it's worth to us rather than what he's worth to other people because he is our... He is one of our players at the moment that we need to hold on to because he, he's looking good, getting better. We we I think there's a couple of things that we um, that we that we miss, and that is a goal scorer and just defensively just shutting up shop a little bit. And I think if we can nail those two, we're going to be right up there, aren't we, this season? So someone like Dykes coming in and scoring. 15, 20 goals this season with Austin and Gray just chipping in. Um, I think that's what we miss. For me, though, for me, I mean, the teams that win championships and, and I hope we go as far, well, I hope we get playoffs at least. I don't think we'd win it. I think probably there are slightly better teams than us in the league this year. But I think that's down to the fact that a lot of those teams will shut up shop and they will have a number of 1-0 games or 2-0 games where I don't think we will. But on the flip side, I quite like that because we're a bit like Vindaloo at the minute. The fact that we're going to score one more than you. So it makes it, it makes it exciting. It's entertaining stuff. I love it. Let them score a couple of goals, but we'll score three. So it's, um, it's not, it's not a, a title-winning formula, but it's pretty exciting. It's playoffs, so you can get into the playoffs with that kind of... Oh, that kind of, you know, they're, they're fairly open and, and you get on a, It's just getting on a run. That's it, isn't it? A winning run. Where you can afford to lose a couple of games, but if you you know if you go on that six or seven game run, where you, you're going to be right up there, really, aren't you? Um, you know, and that's just what I'm, we need to ensure we're doing more of. I don't know if you saw. I, I retweeted um, a championship specific podcast the other day. I'm not going to name any names, but they were saying in their episode that they think we haven't performed uh, as well as we could. Which is what I've been kind of saying all season. Like we're in almost like second, third gear. We've still got, I think, two, three gears left we can go. Yeah. And what's else? I, I, I think like if other people are, like from outside the club are seeing that, 
in our performances. I think it shows that we have got. We, we should definitely aim for playoffs. If we can, if something clicks, um, our defence just gets that solidness back we had at the back end of last year, and Dykes or Austin just start firing goals every game. We've really got the potential there to have a really strong season and push up and higher and finish as high in the playoffs as we can. I also think we, we, there's a couple of other things like Senny Diegs, just he's doing okay, but he's not flying, is he? He's not at the levels he was last season. We've got him to sort of step up a little bit. That left side with missing Wallace and McCallum, that 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 needs, you know, Stefan needs to get fit. If he, he's not even remotely fit either, and we're still sick for the league. Our best players not even seventy five percent fit. I don't think. Um, so, and I still think Willock's got another gear to go up as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, what one other player that we that we need to talk about is obviously another player who's got an international goal, and that's that's obviously Ilias Chair. I mean, he's flying at the moment. We're t- you know, we talk about players that we need to be on form. He's up there, isn't he? Definitely. He's he's becoming like genuinely better and better every game. I, I people questioned him last season. I stood by him. Like I said, you know, oh god, I just rate him so highly. And to see him doing that against Morocco as well, for Morocco, sorry, as well, it's it's great and. I feel like the only thing that really worries me is that is it in February or late January that the um, Africa Cup of Nations is on and we're going to lose Seni and Ilias for up to a month. If I'm, yeah, I, yeah, it depends on obviously how well they do. And you think mm-hmm. obviously Seni's with Senegal, so I mean they're probably one of the pretty tournament favourites. You would have thought they'll be up. Yeah. They should be getting to the last stages. I don't know what Morocco's kind of reputation is at the minute whether they should be getting that far or not but yeah. I think it's difficult isn't it because we could almost miss chair for a couple of games and it wouldn't affect us massively but do you think Archer is good enough to be number one keeper for a month <laughs> that's uh, that's my worry he's done well in the cup don't get me wrong but is what people were saying when we signed him, like about Abe's being quite inconsistent. Mate, he's got a mistake in him. It just makes you worry, doesn't it? We were linked with another, another old keeper, weren't we? Um, I can't remember which one it was. Um, we were linked with a couple of uh, like a 30, 35 plus year old Premier League pass keepers. And I feel oh. that's not worth, I can't remember who it was. Was um, it um, Andy Lonigan? Was it Lonigan? I rate that's worth a go, to be honest. In in January, it's worth a go bringing in someone like him because, you know, if Archer doesn't perform well, we've always got the backup of someone that knows what he's doing. So, yeah. Where's Barnes? Is Barnes in or is he out on loan? So he, he, he is our fourth choice goalie at the moment, isn't he? Because Joe uh, Walsh is, is actually... I feel like he's our number two, actually, because he's been on the bench quite a lot, hasn't he? I think Archer's been yeah. injured, but still think Warburton fancies him, but you wouldn't want to put him in for a January whole month. Like he could, He's yeah. sort of a stopgap, come on for the last half an hour, maybe one game, but but we, it's something that Warburton, I've got in here actually to chat about January and, and I know it's close, but it isn't really in football in terms, is it? Because we've still got like, no, I don't know, ages away in football in terms. Yeah. So, so, but still, like you've mentioned, we've got pl- big players going out to the African Cup of Nations, We've got decisions to make on a couple of players, and, and, and when you've got loans, you've always got that worry that they can be recalled or you can recall. Or so, it's interesting to see what Warburton does. Big time. January looks you know, a big think- month as well. I'm just having a quick look. I mean, we got Birmingham away on New Year's Day, but then we're and away to Coventry, but home to Reading. But I mean, you look at those Birmingham, Coventry, Reading, Millwall early February. Middlesbrough early February, Barnsley, Hull. So yeah, there there are a big chunk of games that you look at and go, we could get some points out of this. So yeah, he's a yeah. bit of a critical critical time for us. That one. Do we bring I someone think... in for chair? Like short term, but how short term can you get someone in for? Because he'll be back, and then you're thinking, well, how big a player? How much do you want to spend? This it's, 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 it's very difficult, isn't it? Isn't it? Like we had a we had a shocking December last year, didn't we? I don't think we even did we get any points. One, mm-hmm. we lost every game we, we in December. We were I think, didn't we didn't we draw with Norwich and we should have beat them? I think that's the only game. Remember, Bright missed that open goal right at the yeah. end. Yeah, I oh, think that, that was like 
we were at this, if we can have a good run from now up until Christmas, because our games, our fixtures up until Christmas are like fairly favourable. Like we've got a bit of like an easier running. We obviously after Fulham. There's no like, such thing as that, mate. With QPR, yeah, I know, mate, this, you yeah, but know that statistically. Like we've played once we played Fulham, we've played the three supposed big three teams in the league already, haven't we? And that's yeah. they're all they've all been away from home. And we look better than all of them in the games that we played. Yeah, and we've been unlucky yeah. in those games. So I think there's no teams who are coming up against in the next in like the next couple of weeks, a couple of months that we sh- should be fearing. So we could get quite a lot of points on the board. So by January, if we do have a little blip in January, maybe it might not be as crucial to our playoff push as we first thought. Yeah, I think. I, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I've not like I, I think you said earlier. I've not been. Um, I've not been impressed with any side really. I think Barnsley in the first half, but I thought that was more us that as as much as it was oh, them. Yeah. We just weren't at the races that that well first half. Uh, but other than that, I think I look back and think, what, what teams massively impressed me this season? Not. I don't. I don't know else yeah, I was, was going to say Coventry. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, yeah, but still managed to beat them. I mean, they're beatable, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Coventry were a good side, and I think, but other than that, West West Brom was just fitter and hadn't played a game midweek when we had, so they just wore us down. I think it was just a tricky game in that sense. I think if we hadn't had the Everton game, we would have been a lot fresher. It could have been a, a different game because once we hit seventy minute mark, our legs just went in that game. That's so, the thing, though. That- I don't because we've we've had I think arguably we've got one of the worst schedules because we didn't have another home we didn't have another home three o'clock game until December yeah and yeah. that and, and the midweek games that we're playing we're coming up against good teams and and when you're playing teams like West Brom they've got the depth and they also don't have the schedule that we have so it is down to fitness and that's why players like Steph and a couple of others. I lack him fitness. I mean, I don't think he's been fit, fully fit this season. So hoping that the international breaks help. But mm. uh, the um, the cup run is it doesn't do us any favors as much as we all want to go on a cup run, and I want to stay in it and go as far as possible. But it's just adding that extra fixture on a Tuesday when you play on Friday, which well, we are. Yeah, that's what we've got. Three, we've, got three, we've got three games in the space of six days that week. I mean, that's demanded, like, isn't it, on anybody? Like, like yeah, yeah. I, I know. Obviously, Peter, Peterborough are not performing well at the minute, but no game, like you said, no game in this league is easy. We can't take them for granted. The Sunderland game, you think we might rest a couple of people because they're obviously a league below, but it depends on how seriously Warburton wants to take the cup. Yeah. I've got the Forest, a, yeah. the Forest game, Forest are the, are the form team at the minute since they got rid of Houghton. Yeah. So, like, it is, like, it's just mad to have that many games in a week. But you've got squads, you've got to deal with it, haven't you? Like Warburton always says, like, it's tough, but, yeah. you know, you've just got, you know, we've got three strikers there. We should be able to, you know, we've, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, we've got, yeah. there is some depth there. That... That's another thing that's annoying, obviously, because we're now the early kickoff on Saturday and Gray was playing for um, Jamaica, what, last night? Yeah. Whatever time, whatever the time zone thing is. So he's not going to be back until today at the earliest. We should be on the bench, so, really, I would have thought. That's what I mean. It means we have to, we can't, it depends. And if Dyke had come back with a knock, he's played all the 90 minutes for Scotland. So Charlie's our only fully fit striker for Saturday. What, which, what do, uh, but what do we, what do annoying. we think on, um, what do we think on Bond? Keep him there. Yeah, um, leave him, leave him the there. First, yeah, it's the first time in uh, quite a long time that we've actually seen him scoring goals for fun. And I don't want to stop him, bring him back, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's actually not that great. Just give him a give him a good run, let him stay there, and his value will go up tremendously if he stays there and scores 20 goals. Um, but for us, it's um it's about letting the, our players flourish, and he's not gonna flourish with us when we've got like it's a grey Austin, etc. in front of him. So what happens if we get to this January or end of December and he's on 15 goals at you know 20? I mean, can you ignore that? And if we've got Dykes Austin and, and, and Gray still plodding along, well, scoring here and there, can, can you is it decision? I get your point, Ollie, that yeah, let's leave him because <laughs> the next, but, but but we're all about the now, aren't we? What do we want? You know, we don't want to be looking back on this and thinking we should have got Bond in. Yeah, but he's an Ipswich fan, isn't he? 
Yeah, so he's playing for technically the team he supports. So do you think he's putting in more effort because he's a fan? Do you know what I mean? Did he, not, it, did he not put effort in for us though? I don't, I don't. He, had a, he had a mixed season. I know he obviously he lost his. Um, I think it was his sister, wasn't it? When he while he was with us, so that was obviously going to massively play on his on his mind. But I don't know. He's one of those where I just think if we bring him back now, he's not guaranteed to start. And it will just stifle the progress he's made. But but on the flip side, you know, I always think a goal scorer scoring goals is as valuable in weight in gold. Like you, you, it's it's tough to find, isn't it? But like, I know I, I would agree with you hundred percent if he was at another team in the championship and was scoring. It's League yeah. One football. Like do you remember Connor Washington tore League One up, mate. <laughs> like let's not let's not forget. Like it, it is a it is a big difference. You look at players who like Mitrovic bangs goals in the championship for fun, goes up to the Premier League every year, every other year, and he can't score. It does make a difference, that step up or down. Mm. Is he, is Bond one of those players who's too good for League One, but isn't quite good enough for the championship? I'd like to see, like, like um, Jike's got the old uh, sort of Charlie schooling during last year, I think, by the sound of it, Bond didn't necessarily whether or not he wanted to take it or not. It just doesn't seem that he got that same schooling. So I'd like, I'd like to see him get a bit of that from, from Austin and see if that makes him any better. But no, I, I absolutely agree with you two that I'd keep him there. If he's scoring scoring goals, let him keep scoring goals. Even if he's scoring goals in January, would would you still, would you realistically start him over the three that we've got? I, I don't I don't think so. I think, I think keep him there. What if one of them injured, are injured? We get to January, and, and, and it's, it's, well, it's very plausible that one of Austin or Gray could get injured for a fair amount of time. Yeah, but it, it would have to be like a proper, like almost season-ending injury, wouldn't it? Yeah, because if it's just like he's out for the for a month, you're not going to bring him bring him back just for a cover for a month, are you? No, you, I can't. Right. I can't see it happening. Right, lads, I've got a um, as it's international week. I thought we'd do a little international quiz. All right. It's in, you might need like a little bit of pen and paper or something just to write down something or your phone or something or just, just so. No. Yeah. Right. So I've got five players that played for QPR. Yeah. What I want you to yeah. do is, is write down how many international appearances they made for their national side. And then we'll add up the five at the end and see who gets the closest to the actual amount. So all, all of right. them add them together, yeah. Yeah, well, you've got, yeah, you've got yeah. add them all together. Right, yeah, okay. so yeah, I can do that where I've got I've got a little calculator here. Well, <laughs> or can use my head. Um, so first one, are you ready? Yeah. Les Les Ferdinand. How many England appearances did Les Ferdinand make? No cheating dunk. How can I cheat? I don't know. It's always a way in there. There is always a way, mate. I'll mute. I'll mute myself and ask Alexa. Right, is we got it... that down. Yeah. 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 The next, the next one is Massimo Luongo. How many Aust- Australian, yeah, Australian caps did Mass Luongo get? Are these including substitute appearances? Yeah. It's Not caps, starts. mate. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's caps, yeah. Um, the next one is Connor Washington for Northern Ireland as of today. Uh, let's go. Next one, legend, Ray Wilkins. How many Eng- England caps did Ray Wilkins get? Surprising one, this one. And the, and the final one, Eduardo Vargas for Chile. Oof. How many Chilean caps has he had? Mm. Right. He's one that's like gone on forever and ever, anyhow. Exactly, yeah. Uh, interesting. Right, so Les Ferdinand, Doug, how many caps do you think Les has, Sir Les has had? He didn't get many, did he? We had a lot of with a lot of good strikers. I've already gone for nine. I don't think he got that many. Nine, do. Alex. What about you, mate? I went two. Two, Ollie. Twelve. Twelve. Les Ferdinand had seventeen caps. 
Yeah, yeah. more than you thought. I'd imagine a lot of them are subs. Yeah. Not me, like caps. That's the Luongo dunk. I put down 43. Okay. Alex? I think I've gone too low here. 19. And Ollie? I put 17. <laughs> it's 43. Wow. Is it? Yeah. Oh my Do I get an extra point for getting a bang on? No. No. <laughs> well done, mate. So, yes. Connor Washington, what have you got done? 26. Alex? 21. 21. Ollie? 24. Ooh. It's 33. Oh, is it? Yeah, all fairly close. Oh, Northern Ireland. Yeah. What about Ray Wilkins? Uh, I've gone 34 because I didn't think he got as many as we all think he would have, should have. Alex? Uh, 31. Ollie? 48. The answer, the answer is 84. Oh my God. I know, I couldn't believe it. Ollie, what did you say? 40? 48. Should have gone Eduardo Vargas. What are we saying? Doug? I've gone 55. Alex? I've got 70 on this one. Oh, I, I must be way off then. I've got 32. <laughs> Ollie, I think you've lost, mate. <laughs> yeah, I reckon I'm as well. It's 102. <sighs> Jesus. No way. He, he's been around for ages. Yeah, now. I can't believe you didn't get like You didn't go further. It's one of those... Cause the thing is, in Copper America, they play like 20 games, don't they, each tournament? So, yeah, should have gone back with that one. Right, so the total amount of caps was 279. Oh, God. I oh, mean, no near that. so Doug, you got 167. Alex, you got 143. And Ollie, you got 133. <laughs> Jesus. It, it, it's a victory, and I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah, well done, Doug. <laughs> there you go, a bit of fun. Bit of fun. Do, do we think that um, do, do we think McCallum and Wallace will be back? Yeah, I, I, think, I think I think Wallace will be. Um, McCallum, yeah. sorry. Yeah, he's I know they said that, they said that I, they hoped that Wallace, McCallum, and Field will be back around this international break, didn't they? So as, as long as they've had, I suppose, an okay tra- couple of tra- training sessions in the national break, hopefully they're. We need one of those left backs back. Mm. I know, I'm sort of in the middle. I kind of think, I don't know why, I just feel like this formation that we're currently, or we have been deploying, is really benefited, yeah. I don't know, I, I just, it's just a, an observation. He seems no, to have got a much more of a freer role, because Willock's been far out on the left, and out, not out the way, but he's, he's, he's got less of a free, freer role. And that's meant that he can just make those darting runs everywhere, that, cause, because Willock's not making them. Yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying. I, it, I think it does make a difference. And I think it's so difficult because we need to get our defensive shape right. But at the same time, if we do that, it, we do lose giving Chair that freedom. And like you said, that's where he seems to have come into his own in the last, what, three or four games for us. So it, it's really difficult trying to find the balance right do you think it would have made a difference of um, obviously Warburton having COVID and not being there most of this week? Do you think that's going to ruin our preparation during this international break? Yeah. I can find out. I mean, it's, it's a difficult one because I think Warburton brings out the best in a lot of our players and I wonder whether us having a lack of him during, especially during the um, international break, I'm not too sure it would impact us massively because as coaches, etc. but We'll see. I'm I'm not sure at the moment, to be honest. Is he there on Saturday? Is he back? I'm sure he's back tomorrow. I'm sure someone's, he's yeah, apparently he's back in the dugout, isn't he? Is uh, he's over it? I think his his like, isolation period should be done in time for Saturday, from what the reports I've seen. I mean, now, nowadays you'd like to think that there's enough technology that even if he's not there, that he would have been in training sessions through Zoom, talking to players, talking about tactics, and Eustace yeah. and the, the other coaches would have just would have just been implementing what he wanted to do. So I, I don't think it would be 
it's going to be too deep. And also, I mean, you've got the likes, uh, there's a few of them that have been on international break anyway, so there's a few of them that haven't had a full week's training, so... I said to um, I said to my missus, "Oh, Warburton's got COVID," and she said, "What the whole factory?" That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'd share yes, that with uh... you. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with John Eustace. Anyway, I feel like he can do a job. Um, mm. I'm not I'm not overly concerned. I don't think that the game, the outcome of the game, will be any different if yeah. if 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 he isn't there, or if he is there. But obviously, you'd rather have him there. Um, um, but you, I think you know we need Simon Callum back, don't we? Because we need that balance on you know defensively away at Fulham. You know it's important that we're because we, we haven't really had. I don't know if you remember the West Brom game down that left hand side. We had absolutely nothing, did we? No. And that's away what? from home. At home, it's slightly different because you can sort of push forward and, and, and take a bit more risk. Yeah, but but yeah. No, I think obviously, yeah, because Barbe for me can sometimes be a bit isolated if he gets pushed too far out onto that left-hand side. Because he's it, he's he's not a natural left-back. So you can see that in the, like the start of his play, he doesn't want to, he, he always tries to send his man inside. He doesn't want to get taken on the outside because he knows he's got no, like, he, he's uncomfortable there. That's probably has he got the pace to deal with Fulham as well. That's, no. that's something that Callum has. I feel like Jimmy Dunn versus Mitrovic is 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 like good. Like it's a good yeah. tussle, isn't it? Like I feel or like, like that would be. Or Jordi, if if Jordi's back, he's not going to take yeah. any nonsense, is he? That'd be a no. good battle. <laughs> I feel like Jimmy Dunn though would just be a bit more like physical and a bit more take nothing like and just literally like everything in the air, you just smash it out. And um, he's a bit better on the deck as well, isn't he? Um, yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? Because before the international break, Fulham weren't on great form themselves. So, have they had a chance to reorganise and regroup? And will it be a bit more of a difficult game for us than it already was going to be? I I feel like actually Fulham are going to not play to our our weaknesses because with a striker like Mitrovic, I, I can't remember what the stat was, but there when it comes to their crossing and set pieces etc loads of their goals have come from them and as, as much as I, I, I rate Mitrovic massively but in the formation that we play at the back I don't think the Fulham have that front man that's going to really test our back line you know with with um, with Bournemouth that left winger I can't remember what his name was um, Anthony or something Anthony, Anthony, yeah. Anthony yeah. he caused us so many problems uh, and he had likes of Solanke that can, that's a runner as well. I don't think that Mitrovic is that that much yeah. of a match for for our defenders because I think I think Device and Dunn will deal with him just as well as they would anyone else to be. Also, I don't think he's too much of a threat at the moment because of the way that they play and the way we play. Big yeah. shout, but we'll see, won't we? <laughs> it's pace, isn't it? I just I always worry about us with pace. Any kind of do you remember Middlesbrough? I don't even remember that, that little lad on the wing. He absolutely killed yeah. us. Oh, you know. Yeah, they just, I just feel like with a bit of pace, we, we struggle. And, and, and Isn't that, I don't know if um, that Ivan, is it Ivan Carv, uh, who's that young kiddie they've got? Like, is it Carvalho? Oh, yeah. yeah, he's back. Apparently, he's back for them as well, from what I heard. So, well, they've, missed, they've missed him recently, so that could be a bit of a danger man for them. Mm. He's only 18, though. I'd just be like, Dickie, just, or whoever, just get rough him up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's, what used, that's, that's what it used to be, isn't it? Like, put one in them the first couple of minutes, but players aren't like that anymore, are they? There's too much respect in the game. <laughs> I just want to quickly touch on the rails, the rail seating. I don't know if you all saw it. I don't know. Alex, what's your view on that? Yeah, no, I, I think it's a really good idea. Um, I, I didn't get involved in that. I, I, when I was up there, I couldn't see where, where the old voting was, but I'm pleased everyone else did, and I'm pleased there was such a good turnout and it was favourable. And and I also think reading the results that, that yeah the lower loft I, I think is probably the perfect place to uh, to put it as well. So yeah, let's let's get it in and, and let's see what it looks like. But yeah, I'm all I'm all up for it. Yeah, take take the loft back back in those days where we were watching sort of seventies and eighties clips, and you can <laughs> see like Stan and stuff like that. It'd be it'd be great to bring back. I saw that they were trying to bring back alcohol as well. In, in, in don't know if anyone's seen that. Oh, yeah. There was something. Um, I think the sports minister's trying to like get rid of that idea. 
I think so there's someone's trying to challenge it now. I, it's a difficult one, isn't it? That they're having the actual alcohol in the state in the stadium, like in that respect, because we all know there's some people who just take it too far on a game day. And like, I don't want alcohol all over me when we score. Like, I don't no, mind it in, a, I mean, in, a, like, in, a in the, in the fan zones, yeah, <laughs> it's a bit different isn't it, when you're in the fan parks like, and like England, England score. But not like, a cold January afternoon. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that. you've got another two-hour journey over or something, and you're covered it up. Oh. When you're doing it, you know, in the pub, you live half ten minutes away. You can, you know, and you, you know, you, you don't really care when you're that drunk, do you? But you know, so I'm not really up for that. But I just saw that the other day and thought that was interesting. But yeah, I, I agree with Alex. I think the rail seating in the loft. I think get it done, isn't it? It's ideal. I think. Um, yeah, so yeah. would, you, is that, would you use it? Would you use the standing facility? Because it's both, isn't it? But you'd obviously yeah. you'd obviously stand, wouldn't you? Like, I mean, yeah. you'd have to move the family. That's the only challenge around it. Is where do you move the family stand, family part of the ground to? Is the the, the where the would you put it? Our block. Stick it where the paddock is. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I we never sell out there, do we? Massively, our loft, lower loft is always the one. That, yeah, there's always spaces. So I don't. Look at the demand. You see that game the other week where it was pouring down with rain, and everyone in the uh, the paddocks were like trying to hug themselves to the wall because they were getting absolutely <laughs> drenched. It's not very family friendly to put them in the only place that gets wet. No, I sit in a paddock and it's horrible. It's horrible, but yeah. no, say it's the, the 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 rail seatings. I mean, it, it's similar. Um, the Amex, uh, Lamex, sorry, Stevenage ground. When I used to go there, and you just stand stand up on the big. There's loads of rails. Honestly, I loved it. The atmosphere it just adds to it so much. And you know, when I'm at the when I'm sat, I'm normal. I was sitting R block or X block now. But when I sit down, when I used to sit down in the paddock, you know, I'd have to like I'd want to go and jump and celebrate, and there'd be like a family like six in front of me. I'd be like, excuse me, excuse me. And by the time I got down, I'd be like, oh, I was done now, mate. Look, you knocking them out the way. Like, yeah. to get down. <laughs> could you could you not put the family stand maybe at the uh, upper loft, and then all the kiddies? would aspire to be wanting to be in the lower loft when they get older. I think maybe that's that's an idea to look at. Possibly. I don't know whether you can fill the, the whole... I saw an idea that you just split it into sort of like a third or or half of the lower loft, half stand. I don't know. I don't know. Because you can't really put them in the South Africa Road. You could put them in. Can you put them in Elsey Road? I don't know. It's just well, in, a, in X block. Um, exactly, yeah. Well, the R block. Baptism right? fire there for them. <laughs> They'll learn, they'll learn quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well. um, all right, just, any, has, has anyone got, got any idea anything they want to bring up that we've not spoken about? Oh, so one I, question I, I did want to ask you guys. Sorry, that one question I wanted to ask you guys quickly. Just, I know we've got a bunch of Sky Sports games coming up shortly. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to ask a question um, just because it popped into my mind. Given the fact that we've been on telly, so much during COVID, does the hoodoo still exist? Ooh. It does for me. I always look at Sky and I'll cover on Sky. It's like just, but I don't know what the stats say. Maybe we'll ask one for us to look at recent stats of us being on telly. Because we are, have you seen, we're on telly like six of the next nine games or something stupid mm-hmm. like that. It's um, So something's got to give, hasn't it? Either we're going to lose, <laughs> it's going to still be there or... I quite like being um, on Sky because I rave on about players like the chair and Willock and none of my friends believe me and they watch Sky and like, ah, she's all right, mate, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, but that works if we perform well, which we don't do a lot on Sky. I like it because I, I can record it and I can go back and watch it again. Because obviously when you're at the ground, you miss bits. I always feel like I miss... I, when I re- re-watch it on telly you see stuff from different angles so you can always like see things back differently I like that element of it but that's uh, the who'd you gone I don't know I'll let you know after these couple of games <laughs> yeah I think it exists still Alex honestly I think that it's like a weird yeah but you're Mr Pessimist cloud a weird cloud that that, that, um, that yeah but I just think whenever I think we're on Sky I go we're on telly great and then half of me thinks oh god we're on Sky <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Alex? I, I, I like to think personally inside me, it's gone now because I think it used to be when, when we were younger, it was like we were hardly ever on telly, right? And when it was, it was like such a big thing. Yes, we're on telly and we can watch. 
And I think because it was such a big event and then the results probably, well, more of them went against us than went for us. I think that's when the hoodoos come in. Whereas I think now, I guess we're kind of so used to it. Oh, on the red button, on wherever, on your laptop, whatever. I think nowadays it feels, personally, it feels like, well, we see them all the time anyway. So I don't, I don't get the same feeling, but I know obviously there is a hoodoo. So I just wondered what, uh, what others felt if, if maybe yeah. we'll get um, we'll get dunk on it next the next episode let me know um, the last 20 sky games yeah. what we're at what's the stats okay yes. I love that Ollie what did you have something that you wanted to bring oh up yeah the, the, the comments that well the comment that Neil Warnock made on the talks for the other morning um, for anyone that didn't hear he said um, he was talking about the Newcastle situation the big takeover and Future Steve Bruce, he said on there that um, a similar situation to Newcastle happened to me at QPR. Tony was told bringing in Mark Hughes was the way to go. I spoke to him a few years ago and he said to me that the mistake cost him 200 million quid. <laughs> so it's nice to hear some almost him admitting his mistakes, to be fair. Because Ollie, let me tell you something about I feel like it's talked about at all now. About that time, right? This is we've me and Doug have had this debate before, and obviously I love Neil Warnock and he's, he did great for us. But at that time, we were on like I think it was like an eight or a nine winless Premier League. We were on like a, a, a downward trajectory, big time, because we were doing quite well up until then. And we went away to MK Dons and we lost and we got thrashed. There was like eight, nine, ten thousand Ars fans there, and they were going mad. Like I've never like they were just they wanted War, Warnock out. They were like he had lost. Quite a bit. It's, it's, people forget that, but anyone who's listening who was who was in, in that crowd will know exactly what I mean. They were literally wanted the amount they were calling for him to be out. I just think that maybe Mark Hughes just wasn't the right appointment. Yeah, no. It's, it's it reminds well, me of when I think I think that the problem is when it comes to Tony is he kind of says things and he does things that he doesn't actually think about. It's like when he was like, oh yeah, um, I've got our dream manager to replace Harry Redknapp. All of us thinking, oh. Oh, who's it going to be? Is it going to be that Paul Clement? Is it going to be this? And he comes out of Chris Ramsey. <laughs> it's like, what you something to, must like? have happened there. So he oh, obviously had someone. But, someone must have been. I'd love to know who it yeah. was. The thing is, like, War- Warnock, we weren't in the relegation zone under Warnock. Mm. Like, no, but expectations were higher, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, but obviously Fernandez came in, what, a week before the transfer window ended? Uh, we had that mad little panic buy, but like Sean Wright Phillips in, we got Joey Barton in. Like, <laughs> Warnock didn't have the chance in January to build his team with a war chest. We'd spent nothing, had we? We got, um, was it old Boothroyd in on a free? Was it DJ Campbell in on a free? Yeah. Like, he was working for Peanuts that season because they, they, the club knew they were going to sell. But it took so long for the deal to go through. I think if Warnock had had a January window with a budget, we would have stayed up comfortably. He would have stayed the manager for the next five years. He would have taken us to Europe. Boom. I think the, the thing for me, don't get me wrong, I, I do think it was a wrong appointment, but I think if, if Mark Hughes as a person went about it in the right way, i.e. didn't get his agent, Kia Jorkabin or whatever his name is, to, to just get all of everyone on his books in yeah. for as much as possible and did it the right way, and we still kind of failed, then fair enough. But I think the guy just just didn't care. And, and he was such a big catalyst for, for why we've had so many bad years. Um, obviously, Tony was to blame. And, and look, I, I, I like Tony. Tony's a, he's a nice yeah. guy. And it was good when he was social back in the day. I, I do think it's probably been quite good the last couple of years, though, that he's actually been quite quiet um, and, and he's been reserved and away from it all. I think that's probably helped a lot of things. But yeah. um, yeah, maybe if Hughes had gone about it in a different way, and yeah, it might have been might have been different. But I think having Amit back as well helped. Oh, massively. Yeah. He's he just he just oozes class, doesn't he? And just chilled vibes that just make you feel like the club's in good hands. Yeah, um, Amit could literally sell me anything. Like if he said something, I'd be like, yeah, completely agree with you. Like, join. yeah. He just gives you that that confidence. Like, like you just don't feel like he's gonna like make a bad decision for the club. You feel like he's got the club's best interest at, in heart the whole time. Yeah, yeah. 
If you remember watching that four-year plan, and I think it was like into the <laughs> second or third season, is that Gianni this year, this year, we don't shout at the players. He was always quite calm and chilled out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Abbott. All right, I'm conscious of time, but let's just do, what do we reckon? How many points? Two games. We've got Blackburn as well on, on, on is it Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday, is it? It's um, Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. What, how many points do you reckon, Ollie? How many Six. points? Six. Six. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident. I've got confident going with one. Um, my, my heart says four. My head says three. Doug? Yeah, I was going to say I felt confident saying four points. So um, six is optimistic, Ollie. I like it. But yeah, I reckon a draw and a win is quite achievable out of these two games. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, what yeah, do you think, mate? Mr. Pessimistic, were you going one point? <laughs> I, fancy, I fancy Fulham on Saturday. I don't know why I fancy us to do something. I think I, I just don't know why I just got a little feeling that that we'll get the win at Fulham and we'll draw to Blackburn. I don't know why. I'm still we'll scarred from that. I'm still scarred from that Fulham away. I went there and it was like 6 0. Oh, was mate. AJ and Zamora, and they were just, oh, it was. But we all stayed till the end, and we were all what an atmosphere it was on that day because we we were there as well that day, weren't we? Was. And yeah. the atmosphere was uh, rocking. It was one of the best like away day atmospheres that I've been at. But yeah, the performance was absolutely diabolical. And then we went to the uh, was it the three two game as well, wasn't it? Um, old um, yeah. Samba. Yeah. Oh, well, you know about that one. <laughs> that was Samba. That's <laughs> that was a shocking day. There was two one. three twos, weren't there? There was the Samba one. And yeah, there was a and there was another one as well, wasn't there? With trapped, um, and he, he he scored two boomers, really, uh, yeah, and he got subbed yeah. off and sulks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've had yeah. some, we've had some, uh, we've had some batterings there, haven't we, as well? Yeah, oh, it's been horrible, isn't it? Yeah, all right, lads. Well, we'll leave it there then. Um, cheers for all coming on. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora. From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has sorely scored another playoff winner. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.